Hey, this is Jay, and welcome back to the Zombies Ate My Poodle podcast. I'm reading this story a chapter at a time as I turn it into an audiobook. In the last chapter, Zach and Amy were told they couldn't have the zombie cure, and the dean of the college told Zach to just forget about his parents. Right, like that would ever happen. But now they're in the lab, and it looks like Zach is about to test the cure on Jeffrey. Let's see what happens in this chapter. Three, two, one. Chapter 25, Testing the Cure Testing the zombie cure on Jeffrey was a hard decision for Zack, probably the hardest decision he'd ever had to make. But when he stopped and thought about the pros and cons, he realized it might be the only way to save his mom and dad. He couldn't ask Jeffrey if it was okay, but he felt sure his dog would say yes if he could talk. He'd do the same for Jeffrey if the roles were reversed. It's what family did for each other. How much do we use? asked Amy, holding Pookie so tightly that the zombie cat gave a high-pitched zombie squeak. She loosened her hold just a bit. Professor Hadid said he wouldn't know until after a lot of testing. Zack shrugged. We don't have a lot of options. I'm thinking we should start with... He looked at a row of measuring beakers on the workbench. Two ounces? He picked up a small glass cup and held it up for Amy's opinion. She shrugged. Okay, and then we can try more if it doesn't work. Zack poured two ounces of the blue liquid, set the small cup on the workbench, and then called Jeffrey to him. Good boy, sit. The zombie poodle sat and wagged his tail as Zack knelt down in front of him and started removing the duct tape holding the loose piece of his skull. He needed to pour the cure right into his brain. You're such a good dog, even when you're a zombie, Zack talked softly to Jeffrey as he unwound the tape. Thanks for doing this. It might be the one thing that will help get mom and dad back to us. Zack hugged his dog and then balled up the duct tape in his hand and turned to toss it into a nearby trash can. Jeffrey was glad the tape was finally off his head and took that moment to give his head a hard shake, causing the loose piece of his skull to fly into the air, heading in the direction of Amy, who automatically reached out her hand and grabbed it in midair. She suddenly froze and looked at her closed hand. Then she stared at Zack and slowly said, Wait, was that... Opening her hand, she looked down and saw the little chunk of skull lying in the palm of her hand. Her eyes widened and her whole body shuddered as she tossed the piece of skull on the workbench. No, she gasped. That's so disgusting. Why did I catch that? She shook her hand wildly, although there was nothing on it she could shake off. Those are your juggling instincts kicking in, said Zack with a big grin. Automatically catching something like that means you're on your way to being a really good juggler. Amy shuddered again, quickly put Pookie into the picnic basket, and headed for the sink where she started scrubbing her hands with pump after pump from the soap dispenser. What? It's just a little skull bone. Zack rolled his eyes and then carefully grabbed the measuring cup containing a dose of the cure. Holding Jeffrey's head still, he carefully poured the blue liquid into the hole in his poodle's head right onto the brain he could see inside. Wait! What did you do? gasped Amy wiping her hands on a towel and scrambling to Jeffrey's side. You don't pour it in his brain. He's supposed to drink the cure. Zack froze. Jeffrey sat between them, looking back and forth at each kid, his tail now wagging a little slower. But he said the cure reacts with the brain, whispered Zack, wondering what he'd done. I know he said that, but he meant medically it reacts with the brain. I'm sure he meant the victim should drink it. Hold on, said Zack. So you didn't hear him say they should drink it, right? While they argued about what they heard and what the professor meant, Jeffrey's tail had stopped wagging, and the dog's front legs slowly slid in front of him until he was lying flat on the floor. 
Well, said Amy, I didn't hear him say that, but I'm sure that's what he meant. Well, pretty sure anyway. Jeffrey's eyes blinked once, twice, and then closed. Zack and Amy looked down. No, yelled Zack, dropping to his knees and cradling his dog's head in his arms. Jeffrey! Tears came to Amy's eyes, and she slowly knelt next to the poodle and stroked his back. Oh no, she sobbed. He was such a good dog. Amy's eyes narrowed. She sat back and stared at Jeffrey. Um, Zack? Zack continued rocking his dog in his arms, making small moaning sounds. Again, it happened. Poking Zack in the shoulder, Amy said, Yo, Zack. What? cried Zack. Can't it wait? Well, it could, but I think your dog is just asleep. What? What? Zack got quiet and cocked his head to the side. He laid Jeffrey's head on the floor and then put his face right in front of the dog's snout and waited. (laughs) Zack heaved a huge sigh and went boneless, flopping onto his back. I didn't kill him, he murmured with relief. No, agreed Amy, but whatever's in that cure sure knocked him out. What do we do now? How do we know if it worked? Zack sat up, then reached over and petted his dog. Well, I guess we wait for him to wake up and see if he's still a zombie poodle or just a poodle. While we wait, Zack said and scrambled to his feet, let's make sure we have the rest of the stuff together just in case it worked. Amy jumped up. I've got the balloons. I'll go ahead and fill them with the cure. She had come up with the idea of carrying the cure in balloons as a safer plan than carrying a glass beaker across town. And I'll get started on the smoke bomb, said Zack. I saw everything we need for those in the cabinet. The two kids started working on the pieces of the plan that would hopefully bring back Zack's parents. But a minute later, they were interrupted by a sound. The sound of dog toenails scratching on a tile floor, and then a woof. They whirled around in time to see Jeffrey scramble to his feet and give himself a vigorous shake, as if he'd just gotten out of a bath. The poodle wagged his tail and trotted over to Zack and bumped his head against the boy's hand, asking to be petted. Amy stared wide-eyed, and the lid of the picnic basket popped open as Pookie poked her head over the edge of the basket to see what was happening. Is he... asked Amy. He's moving faster than before, and he's not making that weird moaning noise. Zack sounded hopeful. He grabbed his pack and reached for three balls. This will be the test. He started juggling his three-ball pattern to see if his poodle would be bamboozled. Jeffrey looked at him juggling and said, Woof! Pookie fell over in her picnic basket. And that is it for chapter 25. At first, it looked like the zombie cure was too much for Jeffrey, but now it looks like it actually works. Hey, in case you've forgotten, you can get a copy of the complete Zombies Ate My Poodle book at Amazon or Apple Books. Don't worry, I'll probably remind you at least six more times, just in case you forget. See you for the next episode, where we find out what happens now that Zach has a working zombie cure. <laughs>